More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off, 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Iowa one for four down, third down after a bobbled snap, but now it's free. And it's picked up by Garrett Nelson. Second forced turnover by this Nebraska defense. Big restore the order game vibes today for Nebraska football as they take care of business and beat Iowa 24-17 in the Heroes game, and they get to bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Yeah. Connor Happer, Robbie Lula with you on Big Red Overreaction. For the final time in 2022, the next time we'll do this will be on a late, late Thursday night after Nebraska plays Minnesota in late August of 2023. And we, we oftentimes forget about uh, you know, when we wish for the season to end because it's so painful and annoying at times. Yes. Um, that the offseason tends to be worse. <laughs> the time the time spent without football is usually worse than the time spent with football, regardless of how painful the football can be to you. Sure. Uh, but we are about to get a, uh, a nice little shot of adrenaline, a.k.a. hope, into the fan base. And this is a nice little appetizer. For that, Nebraska will soon announce its next head coach, um, and they will go into it with a win against Iowa on Black Friday. Back to the phones on Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. We have Austin next. Hi, Austin. You're on Big Red Overreaction. Hi, Connor. Hi, Robbie. I'm going to try to make this as concise as I possibly can. Can you guys just highlight how incompetent the team had to be? How many things had to go perfectly wrong in the timely manner that they did? for that to become a game. I, I famously went back and forth with Gary about why Grant plays, because quite frankly, I think he doesn't make most of this offensive line, which doesn't stay on blocks, but that's another story. But I wanted Ramir, and then Ramir famously fumbles inside field goal range with an offense with a backup quarterback. So really all I got, just so many things. Honestly, I still think Mickey Joseph is the best guy for this team, but I understand why you can't really hire him as a head coach. You need to save hire. So look forward to seeing what's next. Thanks, Thanks Austin. Appreciate the call. Um, look, there was some, there was definitely some bad things, and I don't know if it was so much as you know explicitly errors, right, that led to Nebraska almost the blowing. The fumble that lead. was the only real. The, the fumble one. was the big one. Yeah. The fumble was the big shot to the gut. Um, but, but they it only was, gave up a field goal on that too. It, it was more so just not doing anything. Yeah, the <laughs> the offense completely bogging down. Um, although a lot of their early offense was created off of those turnovers we saw yep. with the uh, the strip sacks, so it's not like look if you out- go if you go four one in a game on turnovers against Iowa, you you better win. You have to win. You better win. You that. have to win. And honestly, the only real, I mean, if I'm trying to, re- we only got to see it once, obviously, before we're trying to analyze it here. But the big offensive chunk was that first touchdown to Palmer, right? That 87 yarder. Correct. After that, they had the two touchdowns off of. The they fumbles. had a fumble and then another fumble that led to a seventeen nothing lead. They scored their they Nebraska scored their third touchdown off of an Iowa off of an Iowa punt. Okay, so ten of the twenty four points were directly off turnovers. Yeah, but it was a short drive. What am I? 
Yeah, seven were on the 87-yarder by uh, by by Palmer from Thompson, and then the last one was off of a sort of normal drive with a, a short kind of a short field from an Iowa punt. Yeah. So look, I mean, it's it's hard because you know it was obviously bad in the second half. If you want to talk about that, fine, and and, and Austin does. But here's the deal: and there's like, plenty of complaints about Nebraska's offensive Grant. coordinator is not going to be their offensive coordinator next year. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. I dare to say their running back is probably not going to be their running back next year. I dare to say their quarterback probably won't be their quarterback next year. We'll That's see. Fair. We'll see what happens on all of those things. But like you know, this is this is about. You know, saying you won the game, full stop. Mickey Joseph says afterwards, you get the black shirts back, and you stop, and and you hire a coach on Saturday or Sunday, and you start this off-season hype train as much as you possibly can. Not to, not not to say that it's not going to be a long road to get Nebraska back to where it wants to be. Although we'll convince ourselves of a lot of things this off-season, but it's it, it's a it's a positive day. <laughs> you lost to Iowa. Seven straight times, man. Listen, lost Iowa seven straight times. Winning against Iowa is always a good day. Yes. That like full stop, right? Maybe it didn't look as pretty as we wanted it to in the second half, and I was complaining. I mean, look, you can look at my Twitter. I'm complaining. I was complaining of as much as anyone as it was happening, but winning against Iowa is always a good day. And how about the guys from last week who we talked about on Senior Day, or you know, whether whether or not they were seniors or whatever, they had been around a long time. And they hadn't gone to a bowl game, and they hadn't beaten Iowa, and they hadn't beaten Wisconsin. They still haven't beat Wisconsin, but they've beaten but they, Iowa. They broke the streak against Iowa. They've beaten Iowa. That's, and, that's a good thing. And they finished a career with a win. You just, I mean, there's that it are that you finish the season with a win. Last time Nebraska did that was who 2015 in the in the Foster Farms Bowl. I believe that's correct. I believe that's correct. I think that's right. And that led to an overwhelming sense of momentum in the offseason and propelled Nebraska to a 7-0 start in 2016. It did, yeah. People forget. It's anyway, been a while. I'm just I'm just saying. That's that's what we're talking about. Beating today. Iowa, keeping Iowa out of the West Division Championship, keeping them out of the Big Ten Championship game, that's all a good thing. Uh, Jim is next on Big Red Overreaction. Hi, Jim. What's up? Oh, well, good evening, guys. Uh, I'm going to try to avoid using four-letter words right now. But why we don't hire Mickey Joseph is beyond me. He's responsible for bringing in the person who broke Johnny Rogers and Stanley Morgan's record, and we're not going to give him a chance. It wasn't his fault that he had one of the worst offensive lines we've ever had. You're not going to get a better recruiter, uh, find a better recruiter in college football than Mickey Joseph, and that's what this team needs. This team needs talent. They need talent that can compete with the Alabamas and the Ohio State. And you're not going to get it with Matt Rule. That's all I've got to say, guys. I'll hang up and listen to you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Well, Mickey Joseph is certainly a good recruiter. He is. There's a lot of good recruiters in college football, though. And a lot of good recruiters in college football that aren't head coaches. Yeah. Uh, that's most mostly, of them. Most, most of them. Most of them Like, aren't. literally almost all of them. Because um, the head know. coach's job generally is not recruiting that much. Clearly, there is a certain portion of it. And we've, we've talked about this, you know, uh, various times throughout the, the Mickey Joseph tenure now. And there's some things that pop up during the game. It's like, why are we taking a timeout here? What was the sort of, you know, he going for this? He kicking this? And, and all that stuff can be second-guessed regardless of who the head coach is. But we know this, and I think Mickey would probably admit this to you too, and he has at various points this year. It takes time to grow into that role. He has not done it before. No. Um, and that's, you know. That's not a luxury Nebraska currently has. I don't think so either. And when you can get, when you can potentially keep Mickey, we'll see if they do. 
as a guy who is on the staff and, and can still recruit, doing his thing from a recruiting standpoint and being a good wide receivers po- coach and a which a, I think they suffered when he had to move to the head coaching I role. Think by so the too. way, I think they regressed and a really really great asset to your program. You can keep him, and he can still do all of those things, and he doesn't have to be the head coach at the University of Nebraska. And you don't have to go through the growing pains of breaking in a first-time head coach at a really – like this is a really big job that the next head coach is take, undertaking. Yep. This is not an easy, like just slide right in there, you know, everything's already in place, take, take over type of job. This is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. You know who's done really well at rebuilds? Matt Rule. Matt Rule has done really well at rebuilds. Yeah. In two really difficult situations. Yep. That's a good he's guy got, for this job. He's got experience doing it. That is a really good guy for this job. I think so, too. Uh, Nick is our next caller on Big Red Overreaction. Uh, hi, Nick. What's up? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Excellent. Oh, yes. It's always good, isn't it? It feels really good. I have been the I have been the host on Big Red Overreaction on at least two of Nebraska's wins this year. I did North Dakota and this one. Um, can I take credit for any more? Let's see. I, I, oh, I, I did. We, Ravi, you and I did Rutgers. We did. Yes. That was a win. W. And their other win was against Purdue, right? No, they lost Indiana. to Purdue. Lost Indiana. Indiana. I didn't do that one. I, so I, I, I got three out of four wins, Nick. I feel good about that. I got two out of a uh, two out of four. I'll take it. There you go, fellas. Hey, that's hey. All I want to say is, hey, let's get you guys on the show more often. We'll get some more dubs in the column, huh? That's what I'm talking about, Nick. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, dude. I am, I am so hyped right now. Um, I don't care about how this season went. It just feels so good to get a win going into the Christmas season and into the off season where we're going to win another national championship. All I got to say, <laughs> fellas, is Iowa football, man. What happened? <laughs> let's go, fellas. We got it done. Love the show, fellas. Hey, let's have a good night. I like it, Nick. <laughs> I like it a lot. What happened? Iowa football. What happened? Uh, you know, so good he, question. Here's a great thing about rivalries. You you live next door to these people. Uh, they live they live among us. There's plenty of Iowa fans here in our lovely city of Omaha. There are plenty of Nebraska fans in Des Moines and Iowa City. Council and, Bluffs. And Council and, Bluffs yeah. and everywhere in between. And you just haven't been able to say a word to them for about the last, I don't know, eight years. Yeah, because all they have to say is scoreboard. And we won. We, we won the football game. Yeah. Sorry, I don't care how many national championships we got. What happened last time we played each other? It's like when Nebraska ball people try and talk to Creighton people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got to get the Creighton homer take at some point during the show. But I'm look, sorry. I'm done. I'm this done. Is, I'm this, done. this is a big deal. I, I, like, I don't want to... You know, I don't want to blow it out of proportion too much because at the end of the day, Nebraska went four and eight, and they had a bad football team, and it was and they lo- almost blew a twenty-four nothing lead. And it was a to lo- be fair, and it was a lost season. You fired your coach, but you, you're moving into the ne- next era of Nebraska football with some positivity behind you, and and you are now the the owners of that Heroes Trophy, how however corporate it may be, and you get to bring it back home, and you get to show it off next year, and if you win it again next year, you parade it around, and you spoiled Iowa's chance to get to their second consecutive Big Ten championship game, which is a huge deal. It's a, it's a massive deal. So Yeah, at, at this point, that was the only thing that was on the table. And listen, if I can't have good things for the team that I want to have good things for, I would rather keep the good things from the team that I hate. Exactly. It's the greatest second. It's the second yeah. best thing that there is. Yeah. Out of it's like okay, I don't get the good things. Well, neither do you. Yep. These are my. These, we're taking these away. We're giving them to Purdue. I love that. <laughs> Give them to anybody else. Anybody, anybody but Iowa. 
Uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one to swallow there in Iowa City. Oh yeah. Hey, regardless of how they played the second half. Ooh, that's, yeah, you that, had with how much momentum they had coming into the game. They were playing better, they were playing much better. This was the best they played all year coming into this game, and all they had in front of them was a three and eight Nebraska team yeah. Yeah. in order like to that. go to the Big Ten championship. I don't know what happens with, and uh, they couldn't do it. I don't know. Well, Brian is always under some level of scrutiny, but obviously, you know. And, and when you saw, yeah, your mic cord always comes up in there. Um, but you know when when. It's just the cord on the bottom of there. Anyway, let's go. Let's go to our next phone caller here on on Big Red Overreaction, which is brought to you by uh, Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Jacob is next on Big Red Overreaction. Hi, Jacob. How are you guys doing this evening? Excellent. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, question for you. Number one, I think I really like the Matt Rule hire. Although I will disagree with you guys on one point. I like the term reboot over rebuild because I think that a lot of the player personnel, the athletic personnel, the on-field personnel is there despite what you're losing. Just curious if you guys would agree with that. Yeah. I think there's some pretty – I think there are some glaring holes. I don't think it's a totally – I don't think it's a roster totally vacant of talent. I think there are some places where you're in, in not bad shape, especially on the defense. I like a lot of those guys. Um, but I, I do think there are places where you need a, a decent amount of help. Yeah, I would, I would point at the offensive line as a big one. But sure, anyways, sure. Yeah. Um, just a real quick question. I'll let you guys go. Um, do you guys, I and mean, obviously me personally, I like them at roll higher, especially for the, with the position that they're in. But do you guys, because you're going to get a mixture of phone calls tonight, I'm just really curious if you guys actually think that Mickey Joseph is the right person for the job, even given his short tenure. Or if you think it should be somebody else, and have a good night. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think as I've said all along, Mickey Joseph is a uh, fantastic asset to any football program from his recruiting from his recruiting prowess, and I mean, look what he's done in a situational flux over the last couple months here. From the even from the recruiting standpoint, yeah. Um, with that being said, no, I think there's better options to be the head coach, and and I think Nebraska found one of them. Potentially, if they are to hire Matt Rule in the coming days, um, which we would expect at this point, and I think they probably kept that uh, as quiet as they possibly could today, because today is today, and there's a football game, and you want to be respectful yes. of that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you hear, you know, something shortly. Um, but yeah, I think Nebraska has a better option in Matt Rule than Mickey Joseph. If if we're talking about if that's, those two, yeah, if that's the that and that appears to be the direction it's leaning, right? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I don't think. Honestly, where I was out on Mickey Joseph as a candidate this year is when there appeared to be a struggle between him and Whipple about how the offense needed to be run, and he did not win that struggle. Um, if you're the head coach, there's some leadership there that you have to show, and a more experienced head coach probably is able to either get his OC in line or find somebody else who will be. And that, to me, was a, a huge red flag about just – doesn't have the experience of handling a staff and all these other things that go along with being a head coach. It's not just about the football stuff. It's a lot about handling and managing people. Yeah, so this is sort of what you wonder with all the candidates, um, you know, like, and you can never really predict this. I I actually think Mickey would have done pretty well here, and he's not going to be the guy, and I I just, you know, I I think that's a um, almost a foregone conclusion at this point, if not a completely foregone conclusion based on how you feel about where Nebraska's at in their negotiations with Matt Rule at the moment. Um, but it's about sort of 
the you know your staff that you assemble and the people that you're able to bring in. I actually think Mickey would have done an okay job at that to surround him because one one thing that I like about him, Ravi, we've talked about this before, is his ability to sort of understand what his weaknesses are and, sure, and yeah. have a have a self awareness. You know that can get in the way of coaches a lot of the time. Their 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 egos and you it, saw it get in the way with the previous head coach. Yeah, and while Mickey has a little bit of that, but it, it's a it's a it's a it's a solid amount. It's a good amount to be the head coach. But he understands his weaknesses and he understands where he would need help. So I actually think he would have done a pretty good job at putting a staff together. It is the experience part that is that is key. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes with Rule and and if if he is the guy. It's just a much safer hire. It's yeah. a it's a much safer hire, and I don't think it robs you of the upside. It's not like a, you know, like Lance Leipold is a safer hire, but you probably don't have a ton of upside there with his age and his experience and things like that. Matt Rule got both Baylor and Temple to yeah. double digit wins within three seasons. That's a pretty good upside hire. I'm curious about this though um, with Rule, and I want to get back right back to the phones here in just a second, but. Um, if it is rule, mm-hmm. he comes with a he comes with a brand. He comes with some isms. Sure, um, he is. Uh, he's got some catchphrases. You know, it's yeah. a it's very much a college football program that he would run. Yeah, um, and that's is, that's a good thing. Yeah, because absolutely. This is I notoriously a college football job. Yeah, Robbie. People forget. Um, but as far as like the brand of the program, you're you're almost. Shifting it over to you know it's it's Matt Rule's not the face of it, which I appreciate. Like PJ Fleck, when he talks about his program, he's sort of the face of his if it's operation. A, if you would have hired PJ Fleck or or uh, or Lane Kiffin or Deion yeah. Sanders or Urban Meyer, you're turning like it's the brand over to over him. to that person. Yeah, yes. it's not quite as much with Rule, but he has some things that he believes, and that you'll hear his players say. I think it's a strong presence for sure, and it's a, and it's a strong presence. But I'm interested to see how that goes because this is a place where I don't think we're particularly comfortable with that. I don't either, but I would also argue I don't think Nebraska has been particularly strong in its brand no. for a while. No. Like the letter, like the the block N, I think carries some weight. I think the name carries some weight, but what how would you even describe Nebraska's brand at this point? Yeah, no, that's It'd be really hard to. Exactly. So I think there's a level of comfortability with a coach having some of that than there used to be. Back and the, I think it's necessary, to be honest. Uh, back to the phones. We'll take one more before we uh, take another break here, but you guys can continue to call in 402-951-1620. Uh, what? what show is this? Big Red Overreaction. <laughs> what? You've never hosted that show. Big Red Overreaction <laughs> is uh, brought to you by Equitable Bank, where we take baking personally on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Uh, Mike is our next caller. Hi, Mike. Hey guys, big red overreaction. The second time I've been on the air, last time was the exact same game last year. Okay. Didn't go well. So I, Didn't end well. So I asked you a specific question last year. What our offensive identity was going to be moving forward. And I'm going to ask you the same question. What does a new coach with or without the players he had offensive identity going to be to win the Big Ten. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Um, well, here's the thing about answering that question this year. We don't know. No, and, we don't know. And we don't, we, we don't know who their head coach is, although we are assuming it's Matt Rule. Um, we don't know who their offensive coordinator would be. Had he, it, but if you you're know. asking what Matt Rule has done, typically he's done a lot of RPO. Yeah. A lot of RPO-based things and all of the options that you can do off of that look. Yeah, I, I don't. 
like it's 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 a system and it's a and it's a scheme and what he's done in the past and he's really done a good job of adjusting to sort of what he has. Yeah, his personnel. He's, I don't think he's locked in on we have to do this regardless of who my players are. He's played with a lot of different quarterbacks, different types of quarterbacks, who, who different players, different things. Yeah, um, and that's all positive. It's especially positive when you think about Casey Thompson, who could do. Um, a lot of different things for you, yeah. but has weaknesses in some area. Like if you bring him back, you could make that really work. I, I guess I can't answer that question. Really. Yeah, until we know what his staff looks like and what the what the roster looks like with the staff, um, then we could have a better idea, probably of what it looks like. But, but you don't need to. You don't need to overwhelmingly look like one, Wisconsin no. or Minnesota or Iowa to win the Big I've Ten. I've said this. You the, have to have some of the things that you they have, have to have quality line play yeah. on both sides and then I've said this the entire time any system will work with quality line play. Yep. That's all. As long as you can execute any system will work with quality line play. People the hallmark about- of the Big Ten is line play. It's not three yards in a cloud of dust or whatever. It's the line play. Yep. Anything you do off of that is fine. And by the way there is a absence of great quarterback play uh, particularly in this division, which will be gone after next year, but largely in the league and in lo- general. Largely I in mean, the league in general, outside of CJ Stroud, quarterback in forever. You know, with the I guess it was Fields, but before that it was like Drew Brees. Oh, Drew Brees was a second rounder. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. It's been a very long time, <laughs> but yeah, outside of the Ohio State quarterbacks, who at the very least are good college quarterbacks, even if they are uh, Haskins went first round. Also, Dwayne Haskins. Yes, he did. Um, but outside of the Ohio State quarterbacks who are always very successful, I mean, Michigan has struggled at the quarterback position. Penn State has struggled at the quarterback position since McGloin left. Um, like there, which who was not a that good? He was a really good yep. college quarterback, but not a pro prospect. I mean, Purdue usually has somebody who's okay in their system, but not a outstanding quarterback. Like there's not outside of Ohio State, there is not consistently good quarterback play anywhere else in this league. And the teams that make the teams that make runs, your your undefeated Iowa teams and or whatever it might be in between, um they find a way to minimize the amount of turnovers or they catch lightning in a bottle like, or something yep. like that. You had the one random Russell Wilson year at Wisconsin when they were really good. Like you I, catch things every once in a I while. I guess how I'd answer that question would be um I would like to see Nebraska be in a place where they are not solely and inherently focused on the quarterback, and their and their quarterback's play is not exclusively dependent yes. on how good or bad their offense is. It's been about what four or five straight quarterbacks where it's been that way. Now it's their entire offense um, is the quarterback. I mean, look at what happened, and and obviously you know it's, this is because it, it always is bad or worse when you bring in your backup quarterback. But when that quarterback has a bad day. It's tough to survive those games. Mm-hmm. When Taylor Martinez had a bad day, it was tough to live. When Adrian Martinez had a bad day, it was tough to live. So that's that's where Nebraska's sort of been, and that speaks to a lot of different things, meaning um, the the total overall roster talent and how your coaches decide to run your offense, and all that stuff does need to be improved. Okay, um, let's see here. Ben is going to be next after the break. Then we'll have Wayne, Jeff, Vince, uh, all you guys, hang on the line, and there will still be room for more. Bigger Bigger Reaction is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and it's with you as we continue on into the night after Nebraska beats Iowa tonight and claims the Heroes Trophy 24-17. to Back with more next on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg.